This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the Fans First Network, Breakfast with Benz, Tim Benz along with you. Glad that you're with us as we approach the Thursday night game, Steelers and Patriots at Akershire Stadium. I'll be on the pregame show on WDVE. Be listening at 4 o'clock, four hours in advance of Steelers and Pats. That's right, four hours of radio pregame coverage for a game that might see four scores total between these two offenses. Joining us right now to talk about it from the Boston Globe, he covers the New England Patriots. He's been a guest of ours before. Chris Price. Chris, it's great to catch up with you again, man. How you been? You're saying four scores. Can I say it's going to be, you know, four field goals? Can we say, you know, nine to three maybe is the final score of this one? It's going to be offensively challenged for sure. This one. Yeah, set, setting it back in time to four scores in seven years ago, maybe. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling like. This is historically bad offense for both teams, particularly the Patriots. Have you guys who have covered the team figured out a way to say something new every week about how strange it is to see them lose games where they're allowing 10 points or fewer on the scoreboard? I mean, like the math just doesn't make sense after a while. Yeah, I've said this a number of times, and it's it's been consistent over the course of the year. This is a team that's fighting with one hand tied behind its back. The defense, even after losing Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez, has been very competitive over the course of the year. They they you know they're coming off a couple of games, uh, a stretch of games against the Colts, uh, the Chargers, where they have allowed you know ten points or less, and that should be enough for your team to to win games. But they just can't get any sort of offensive rhythm 
at all in, in, you know, kind of compounding the problem is the fact that their two best offensive skill position players really, as of, you know, as we sit here right now in early December, are Ramondre Stevenson and Demario Douglas, and they're both injured. They're both not expected to play on Thursday night against the Steelers. And so they're going to have to kind of figure something out that, you know, it's not even like one of the things last year was that, I think some of the offensive issues last season were camouflaged by the fact that they had the best scoring defense in the NFL. They had seven touchdowns last year. Kyle Duggar had three touchdowns, and he was like the fourth leading scorer on the team. They're not able to to score any defensive touchdowns this year either. Defense is playing very well, but they just can't get in the end zone, regardless offense, defense, special teams, whatever the case is. And that's made for some some really big problems, obviously, as they're sitting here at 2-10 and 10 in December. Well, I actually want to stay with the defense for a second before we really dive into the offensive problems because I was going to get there eventually. But since you brought it up, how good is it? I mean, like you said, it's not scoring, so it doesn't have maybe the impact pop plays, splash plays that the Steelers have tended to generate this season to keep them competitive in games where their offense has been bad. But how are the Patriots doing it on defense, especially with those injuries that you pointed out earlier? Yeah, th- this is a team th- – there are guys on defense – who deserve better than two and eight or two and ten? I'll, I'll put it that way. Jabril Peppers is having a fantastic season. Christian Barmore is having a great year. Young impact defensive lineman. Uh, Jelani Tavai has really made some strides this season with you know with guys like Judon going down. He, he's really a key part of what they want to get done defensively. They're playing really well on defense and they're giving the offense every single opportunity to to set them up for success. It, it's just the offense is just failing to convert. But you're getting some really good seasons from a handful of really good young players. And next year, theoretically, you can get Gonzalez and you can get Judon back. And this should continue to be a really good group of defensive players that should keep them in games. But again, they're just fighting with one hand tied behind their back this year. You know, they, they, they just can't get they can't find any sort of balance. You know, this is a, the the defense is on the field for you know a, a three and outs, and it's just it's a series of punts, and it's a good thing they have one of the best young punchers in the league, at Bryce Berenger, or they'd be losing these games by you know double digits at this point. So I, I the defense has played really well. Ultimately, to answer your question, the defense has played really well. They've continued to shave point them. The points per game average has gone down like a touchdown since mid-October, and it continues to trend in the right direction. They're just not getting any help from the offense. Christopher Price with us covers the Pats for the Boston Globe. <laughs> is this Bill Belichick, you know, in the lab, wizardry, you know, coming up with new schemes and new designs for the defense? Is there some of that too, or are these just uh, good players who, like you said, uh, might get even better players back next year? I, I think that he's coming up with st- – I think he's trying everything. At this point, I, I really do, at least on the defensive side of the ball, to kind of keep it competitive because they just don't have the offense. They, they, you know, and there's a lot of talk up here. Is this Belichick last season? What's going to be his future with the franchise? I don't think Robert Kraft wants to fire him, but I do think this is, you know, I, I think that Kraft is going to bring him into his office at the end of the year and say, look, you need a GM. And if Bill says, I don't want a GM, then I think that's the first conversation in a series of longer conversations that ends with him leaving the franchise. If they bring in a GM, and Bill agrees to work with him. I, I think there's an opportunity for Bill there going forward. But but this has been a, a strange year for Belichick. It's been a strange year for the franchise. I think the, the biggest thing for them right now is the opportunity to play spoiler because you have four games now, the Patriots, Chiefs, 
uh, Broncos and Bills against teams that have playoff aspirations. And you can, you know, kind of play the role of Grinch here. And I think that's appealing to to a lot of guys, at least that I talked to yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. Again, going to Belichick's future, um, I feel as if, you know, remembering what it was like when I worked there and certainly seeing what's transpired in the years since when Brady went to Tampa and, uh, you know, there's always been a conversation about how the success in the dynasty would end and, you know, eventually didn't end with Brady going first and going elsewhere and being successful. I feel like that's been talked about and written about for a long time in New England, but them being bad has not been talked about in the present tense, really, in New England, except for, you know, towards the end of last year and this year. Is it, how different is that? Because here in Pittsburgh, we've been talking about the same bad offensive issues since Ben blew out his elbow in 2019. You know, like, this this feels like everyday stuff for us. What's it been like to cover a bad Patriots team towards the end of last year and, and throughout this year? It's been strange. It has been. It's been surreal. I do a podcast with Chris Hogan, and one of the things that we've kicked around a number of times this year is just how bizarre it is not just for fans, but for, as you know, as you mentioned, I mean, we've written the same story. We talked about this before. We've written the same story up here for 20 plus years. You know, Patriots vaporize opponent, move on to AFC championship game. And it's a challenge for us as reporters to cover a team that's all of a sudden lousy. And I know it's a, it's a challenge for fans to accept uh, a, a new world where, you know, the team isn't playing deep into January. It, it's it's interesting for everyone. It, it, it's strange times in New England because, you know, we're used to having a football team here that is the gold standard. And now it's, you know, they're struggling. I will say this, there is potential gold at the end of the rainbow. And, you know, you if you get a, a top two pick and you can, you know, fall backwards into Caleb Williams and, you know, they have a bunch of cap space or they're anticipated to have a bunch of cap space this offseason. So all of a sudden, you know, you could make two or three moves. You know, let's let's say they draft Caleb Williams and sign T. Higgins. All of a sudden, you know, there, there's a buzz back in Foxborough. But right now, it's, it is. It's a strange time, man. I'm not going to lie. Again, going back to the storylines that have been in existence for a while, you know, I, the whole Bill Belichick as GM versus Bill Belichick as coach thing has also been talked about and written about a ton for years but you just sort of touched on something when we're talking about the dichotomy between the offense and the defense insofar as, you know, the the easy answer is, well, Belichick can still coach, but he just can't get the right talent. Well, that said, I mean, we just talked about a defense that he's put together that's really good and doesn't have two of its best players right now due to injury. So is he really, like, that washed up as a general manager too, or does he just not have a quarterback? Well, I think he has blind spots at a couple of positions. And I know that that's something that we've discussed, you and I discussed numerous times when you were up here, that the fact that, you know, he can't, for whatever reason, he can't seem to properly judge consistently, consistently judge wide receiver talent. You know, I, I, I think Pop Douglas has had a great year. He's a fantastic young receiver. He's not going to play on Thursday because he has a concussion. He's on pace to catch like 50 balls. But, you know, those guys, Deion Branch, you know, those guys are few and far between. I also think, too, that he swung and missed on every single, I don't want to say every single, but most every single offensive line prospect that he's either gone after in free agency or the draft in the last couple of years. And I think that is a major reason why the offensive line has struggled. I, I also think the other, the other part of it, too, the other part of the conversation is this organization has suffered some brain drain the last few years. And I'm not just talking about Josh McDaniels, but guys that Belichick have trust, really trusted 
to get his position players to play the way he wants them to play have left the organization, whether it's running back coach Adam Fears, offensive line coach Dante Skarnickia, and that impacts on the offensive side of the ball. And so they're still getting into it on defense. He still has a great eye for defensive talent. The guys that he went out and drafted, it was guys he goes out and, and you know chases in free agency. Those guys are all impact players. Jabril Peppers, Christian Gonzalez, those guys were having or are having great years. He just has blind spots at a couple of positions on the offensive side of the ball. And then, look, it all comes back to the fact that they botched the, the Brady dismount after, you know, when he left. Whether, you know, signing Cam Newton late, drafting Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, the way he's handled this this year. It's just so, so, so I think, to your point, Bill, the GM, still does really well on the, the defensive side of the ball. Bill, the GM, does not do so well with, with a lot of positions on the offensive side of the ball. Christopher Price covers the Patriots for the Boston Globe. So it looks like it's going to be Zappy on Thursday night against the Steelers. How is he? Um, and is it possible or even likely that at some point they might go to Mac Jones during this game? I think it's possible. I, I do. I, I think it's I, I would also keep an eye out for a, a late elevation for Malik Cunningham. That's the, you know, the I think maybe the last offensive card that Bill can play. Um rookie you know, wide receiver slash uh, quarterback who a lot of people have been clamoring for at the very least, just to see him play, just to see what he could do. Um, really talented college player that they've tried a wide receiver. They've had you know, big success with him. He played quarterback in one preseason game and really was a, a, an electric player. It, it was a preseason game, but he really opened a lot of eyes. Zappy, the thing about Zappy is that there is a confidence and a decisiveness that you don't necessarily see with Mac Jones. Now, a lot of times that's wildly misguided, but I think that he has the potential to push the ball downfield more than Mac. That is to say, take some more shots, deep shots to guys like Devontae Parker uh, to kind of open things up a little bit. Now, that doesn't always work, but I think that that kind of, I don't want to call it a gunslinger mentality, but, uh, you know, a, a confidence I think that appeals to a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball. And so I think that's the major change when you go from Jones to Zappi, the possibility, the potential that he could take some shots downfield as opposed to Jones, who's just, it's like quick outs to Ramondre Stevenson and the running backs and the tight ends. There, there's no real offensive rhythm there. So it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, I, I anticipate Zappi starting. But at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he did not finish the game. I mean, the Cardinals just beat the Steelers essentially by throwing the ball to the tight end a bunch. I Kyler got around in his legs a little bit, but it was the tight end and hammering James Conner until the rock broke. I, for as limited as the Patriots might be on offense, I, I could still see them doing that, especially if you know Zeke can step up for Ramondre Stevenson. I think it's a bad time yeah. to have the Stevenson injury, of course, but... Um, it's not like Zeke can't do that if Connor can. Yeah, I, um, Zeke is not Zeke from a couple of years ago, but Zeke can still run. You know, Zeke, when he's had the opportunity this year, has put together some pretty good games as the number two back, the guy behind Ramondre Stevenson. But, you know, it, it's, uh, again, you know, like we were saying off the top, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game because I think they're two really talented defenses, too. I, I, I'm going to be curious to see how the Steelers decide to go after whoever is at quarterback in New England. And the idea of running the ball, you know, handing it off to, to Zeke, you know, 20 times and maybe getting a change up with a guy like Jermichael Hasty, who just showed up, you know, a few weeks ago. 
I, I think that's a very real possibility. I, I do. I, I think New England wants to keep this thing like 13 to 10. New England wants to slow this thing down, put the put the game in the hands of its defense, take its chances, and, and try and win a low-scoring game. I don't think that, you know, not that there's a, a chance for this, but I don't think New England wants this thing to get up into the, you know, 30s or so. Well, I think the only way that happens is if there's defensive touchdowns or a special yeah, team Yeah, or touchdown. special team, you know, a run back or something. And, and I don't think either team, at least right now, is is capable of any sort of special team magic in this one. Yeah, I think they've got the exact dance partner if that's how they want it to go. I think that's yeah. all the Steelers play anymore. So I guess, Chris, let me ask you this to wrap up then. In, in your crystal ball, what do you see happening before the start of next year? What's your gut telling you? Is Belichick coaching the Patriots next year? And if he's not, uh, is he coaching anywhere else? I think if he accepts a GM, he's coaching in New England. I think if he does not accept a GM, he's coaching somewhere else. I think that he is driven with the driven with the idea of breaking Don Shula's all-time wins record, and he's going to get it wherever wherever he can. I, I, I also think too that if he was on the market right now as a free agent, I, I know that you know they would have to trade him because he is still under contract for 2024. But if he was on the market as a free agent, I think that there's no less than 10 teams that would line up to, to sign him as a head coach. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see what he does this offseason and how the Patriots try and go about building it all back together again. I, I was wondering how much he was driven by the Shula thing. If that was just, you know, if he was, since he's got so many Super Bowls, what other records really matter? Like getting that record matters to him. I, I just know his his overall view of football history, how much he takes football lore and football history in, into his heart. He loves that stuff. Like, it, it really matters to catch Shula, for, or if he didn't, he would say, you know, that's okay, it's Don Shula. I can be second behind Don Shula. No, well, I think there's a couple things at play. I think, first of all, I think your point is a really good one in that football history matters to him, matters a lot to him. And I also think, too, honestly, I think he's driven to surpass Shula because of Shula's comments in, in the wake of Spygate. And that, that yeah. Shula was not very complimentary. And he, he, you know, as a kid growing up in Eastern Maryland, he worshipped at the altar of Don Shula. And, you know, Shula was everything. And for him, for Shula to say that, you know, I think the approach now with him is that, look, if I can't wipe you off the record books with a perfect season, I'm going to wipe you off. I'm going to push you down to number two <laughs> on the all-time wins list, you know, for, for, for you know, for, for wins as a head coach. I, I honestly believe that is one of the things. Look, he wants to win every week. He still gets jazzed. You know, he still gets – he, more than anyone, any coach at that age I've ever seen, loves the week-to-week, the teaching, the preparation, the game planning. He wants to win every single week. But, you know, the the other layer to that is the ability to chase Shula and the ability to get that record. Chris, thanks so much for taking time to join us. Uh, greatly appreciate it. You working on any books these days? I know you've written quite a few about the Patriots, the Whalers too. You got anything else in the hopper? I got a few things in the hopper, but but nothing concrete yet, my friend. I, I will I will certainly let you know uh, the next time a big Chris Price project uh, hits the <laughs> shelves. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, and where can people who are Patriots fans listen and find find your works? Uh, you can go to Amazon.com. You can you know find our bookstores everywhere. My latest book is A History of the Hartford Whalers. If there are any Whalers fans out there. Uh, yeah, there are lots of Whalers fans in Pittsburgh. They're called Penguin fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they all of a sudden became Penguins fans after, what, March 1991 when Ronnie Francis right. showed up. So that still sticks in my craw a little bit. You know, don't 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 think I don't remember that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's, that, that was a lot of fun to do, getting a chance to talk to Ronnie and a lot of those ex-Whalers. That was, that was a blast. As a kid growing up in Connecticut, 
it was great to pick up the phone one afternoon and hear, hey, Chris, it's Ron Francis. Yeah, you know, I, I actually did a piece on Francis and Ulf and the trade when they went through the anniversary a couple years ago of that, and I was a Penguins fan growing up in Connecticut, so I remember that vividly, that, that trade happening and that ensuing Stanley Cup run. That was the first. That was the first step, man. It wasn't the only reason, but you know, I don't want to get too far afield here. But you know, that was the first thing that led to the Whalers leaving town. Yeah. That was. It, it took five years, but that was the first. You know, the first domino to fall, really, in the minds of a lot of people. That uh, that, that that led to Brass Bonanza. <laughs> you know, leaving leaving Hartford. See you tomorrow, Chris. Thanks a lot for taking some time. I'm looking forward to catching up with you at Acershire Stadium. Take care, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, Christopher Price from the Boston Globe covering the Patriots. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.